Glory, 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 glory. If you're happy at the Holy Ghost, you're going to be angry at the demon. And that anger is the lion of the tribe of Judah roaring. People get angry at the Holy Spirit. People get angry at the glory. And they begged that Moses no longer spoke to them lest they die. Ah! That's what the Bible says. This is not a season of gentleness. This ain't gentle lamb season. And I know every Jezebel-filled fake Christian in the world wants it to be, but this is the season of the roaring lion. This is the season of the thunder of God. You think we went through all this crap on earth so we could be a bunch of weaklings? How many of y'all know the Bible says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power? He went around doing good, healing everyone who was weak. Weak! We like try to boast in weakness. God's trying to get you strong in the anointing in the power of God. There's nothing holy about it. It's religion. It's actually blasphemy. Oh, be nice. No, you need to be thunderous. You need to be Jesus Christ. You need to be the sword of the Spirit. You need to be cured from weakness. You need to be cured from the madness of religion. The madness of the carnal, unrenewed mind controlled by the religious fallen angels that keep you always bewitched so that you're always speaking the exact opposite of the river of life. We need the voice of the river. We need the voice of the river of life desperately. The voice of the river is the spirit of Elijah. That's the only thing that takes out Jezebel. Everything outside the river that you call Christianity is Jezebel. That's what It's the dry place. It's the knowledge of good and evil. It's the sorcery and immorality. Sorcery, Egypt, religion, immorality, Sodom, rebellion. The two cities mentioned in the book of Revelation of where our Lord Jesus was crucified. In the place of the skull, he died for the two hemispheres of the knowledge of good and evil to bring the unity in the spirit and to heal the madness of the separation in the brain. Oh yeah, mental illness everywhere. In fact, it's rare that a child is not born mentally ill. Why? Because original sin. You have everything that's in mom and dad passed into the kid. Oftentimes the kid's spirits never even develop from birth. And they just grow up like animals. Just living out of their soul and their flesh like mere animals when they're created to be spirit beings. They're created to be glory beings. They're created to be clouds. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nest? They're created to be cloud-like doves flying from mountaintop to mountaintop, moving by the speed of thought, teleportation, translation, transportation. Amen. We need to get our minds renewed. We need to get in the river. We need to go deeper in the river, and we need to get into the Word, and we need to mix the Word with the Spirit and the wine. There is no chance you will ever live in the glory if you don't learn how to drink the new wine. They died in the wilderness because of unbelief. They came out of Egypt laden in the gold and the silver of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea with all the gold and all the silver. That's what the Bible says. But then they died, literally like every single one of those people that came out of Egypt died. 
So just because you got saved doesn't mean you're going to make it. In fact, most people don't. In past generations, nearly nobody made it into the promised land. This is a promised land generation where we're going to so open the Jordan River for everybody to cross with the priest carrying the Ark of the Glory that everybody lives in the promised land by drinking the new wine. Do you know that all they had to do to leave the wilderness was drink Yeshua's, Joshua's promised land wine? They couldn't drink it. They refused to drink the wine. They refused to believe in the wine. And they insisted on the wilderness, which is the place of self-effort. The wilderness is the place of you trying to figure it all out. <laughs> You'll get nowhere. you got to walk by faith, not by sight. The wine is the final place of dying to figuring it out and just enjoying His presence, just trusting in Him, doing the dead man's float in the river. The river is the river of new wine. The priests hold the ark of the glory in the river for everyone to cross. And there's more priests operating in the third heaven priesthood Melchizedek every day. That's all we do is train up priests to hold the ark of the glory, days of Noah, so that the animals could come into the ark of the glory or cross the river Jordan and be metamorphosized by drinking the new wine. Nothing transfigures your brain except the new wine. Religion hates the wine. Religion will let you have even mystical revelation. That's something that's shocked me the last 20 years. They'll actually eat up mystic books. They'll eat up ecstasy books. They'll eat it up. They'll love hearing about the raptures of the spirit. Quint, you know, and the people flying around, Joseph of Cupertino, the flying friar, the gaper, and they'll love all this information about cool supernatural stuff. That's what the Pharisees were like. Pharisees loved all the information of the soul about signs and wonders, but they never sacrifice any of, their, of themselves to become Christ-like. That's what a Pharisee is. Pharisees are charismatic. They love the glory. Christians, but they never actually transformed. That's what a Pharisee is. The Sadducees were the ones that said no to the Holy Spirit, no to speaking in tongues. Just because you have gifts doesn't mean you're a total frickin' Pharisee. You need to understand that. Because... The charismatic church is like completely pickled in Pharisee sauce. And the new wine is still fringe. Still, to this day, 2,000 years later, with every revival in history attesting it to happening to the new wine, to this day it's still fringe. Even the people that operated in the drunken glory in the past are like sober-minded now. You're not sober-minded now. You're like sour-minded. It's not sober-minded, it's sour-minded. When you're drunk on the new wine, you have the mind of Christ. That's sober-minded because you have His mind. You have the glory mind. You have the white stone with the new name on it. You're controlled by the Spirit of God, peace with the Father. Romans 8, everyone whose brain is controlled by the river has peace with God. Everyone whose brain is controlled by the natural elemental spiritual forces, believing in science. Listen, people come at me every day with all kinds of weird questions about everything. And the best thing you can do is, you know, that's where you really exercise gentleness unless they've been around a while. But you, you hang around the sons of God. You get sanctified by the Word of God. But it's all according to your faith. Let it be unto you according to your faith. If you don't have faith for the glory, then you are stuck in the natural realm and all you got is CBD oil. I mean, don't go dying on me. Whatever. 
The issue is you don't believe in anything in the Bible, so you're stuck in the natural dimension taking care of yourself like Adam and Eve after the fall. And as soon as you start repenting, get into the river, drinking the river, and going by the abilities of faith and not by sight, then you can actually get some supernatural sauce and start operating in the revelatory realm and going from glory to glory and seeing that the anointing actually works for you. But if you don't believe in any of the Bible, you don't believe the prophets, you don't believe the apostles, you don't believe in anything, well then, yeah, you do have to live by medications. And the more natural, the better. Hallelujah. Because you don't want to be like an opiate drug overdose idiot. You know, God bless them, but they need the new wine. You, the issue is, people don't have any faith. And you're in the glory, you're in the faith of God, and we have sonship level faith, we have mountain moving faith, we have tremendous faith that we always feel the river. The river is more real to me than anything in the natural realm, always, for over a decade. So it's so subconscious, unconscious to just be in the presence, be in the glory, because I built on the solid rock of Christ in me. I didn't get into bewitchment. I didn't get into religion. I just let the, the Lord build up the house so we didn't labor in vain, building in the spirit, not in the brain, building in the spirit and not in the natural realm. And so you, every time you add the word to your spirit, you get built up in more faith until all you ever experience is the kingdom of heaven. If you add the word of God to your spirit, all you'll ever experience is the kingdom of heaven. But if you got the devil in you, and you got lies in you, you got religion, you're not going to experience God, you're going to experience hell. People experience hell because they have the words of hell working in them. A sower sowing seed. And then Jesus said, I sowed perfect seed. Where'd these weeds come from? An enemy did this. Jesus Christ said, an enemy sows lies into your hearts and it chokes out everything that the Word of God would have produced, which is the fruitfulness of experiencing the glory realm through the pickled of your brain 24-7-365 and you never have a negative emotion ever again. It's just glory to glory to glory to glory. The reason why people don't feel the glory strongly in their brain is because they have the enemy's seed sucking them dry in their spirit. They got evil spirits, Klingons, demons. It's actually extremely rare to find a Christian that's not demonized. Very rare. And then you hang around people in the glory. If they didn't have a demon before, a demon will come and latch onto them so they don't go into the glory. Listen, they come and go. They'll really just try to block everyone they can from going into the glory. That's what demons do. They don't want you to believe the word. They don't want you to go into the river. If you go into the river, they'll try to keep you ankle deep. Then they'll have blockages so you don't go to knee deep. Then there'll be blockages so you don't go waist deep. But if you just get over all the stupidity of the natural realm, you can dive in and be underwater day one Christianity. And it doesn't need to be 20 years going round in circles in the wilderness getting bitten by snakes. School of hard knocks is not God's plan for your life, amen? The school of hard knocks is Satan beating you up because you're in disobedience and unbelief. has nothing, zero to do with God. Many people don't even make it out of the wilderness. None of that was God's plan. None of it was God's will. God's will is taking Joshua's promised land grapes, making wine, crushing it, drinking, getting drunk, and living in the glory. And almost no Christians say yes to that because they want to cling and retain control in their own souls. They're not willing to give up their lives even if they've been beat up by drugs, beat up by rebellion, beat up by relationships, beat up by religion, 
anything except the new wine because the new wine is the only substance God ever gave us to cl cleanse us and sanctify our brain and kill the beast. There's no other substance in existence in heaven and earth that renews the mind except the new wine. Wisdom has mixed her wine and wisdom kills her beasts. And Jesus Christ has been made our wisdom. He has been made wisdom unto us. And you have to drink wisdom. You have to drink the new covenant. You have to drink the love of God. Song of Solomon 5.1, you have to be drunk on love. Don't give me this gentle, nice Jezebel, false, phony crap of your brain. Phileo, demonic love, people pleasing, watered down religious love. It has less than zero to do with Christianity. That's not Christ, that's blasphemy. You're serving religious spirits. The love of Jesus is offensive because it melts the golden image of Babylon the Great straight out of your brains. And they'll be like, get your cultish Christianity away from me. You know why they attack it so fervently? Because it starts killing the demons in their brains. It starts destroying the red dragon that they've been serving in their religious mindsets. And it reveals that their God of their head is the 666 idolatry of self and not the actual river of life from the throne of God and the Lamb. And they don't like being exposed, do they? They want to just hide in the darkness and pretend like they're Christians, sing Kumbaya on Sunday morning, and I'm going to heaven, I'm doing the best I can. Well, that's not Christianity at all. That's actually cult. That's what cult is. This cult is complacent satisfaction, Laodicean lukewarm. And you call all the prophets and apostles and the sons of God that are on fire all these names in the book every single day because it exposes that you're Laodicean, lukewarm, complacent, not in the river, tiptoeing in the river at best. 99% are barely tiptoeing in the river. I mean, we're like the fringe radical group if we're like waist deep, shoulder deep, and amongst even... The 300 assembled here, there's maybe five of us that are actually even underwater, even consistently. We've barely touched the tip of this iceberg. We've barely tasted the glory. We barely tasted it. Me too. There is so much more, and it's all about the sacrifice of the soul. Not my will, yours be done. What is your will? It's right here. It's your mind. It's the gate of your mind. What thoughts are you entertaining? I know it comes out of your heart. But then it comes right through your mind. This is the gate of God, of the temple of the Holy Spirit, or a temple of every unclean spirit. What comes into you, what you entertain, your body is a temple of either all the evil spirits of Babylon the Great, your head's going to have Nebuchadnezzar's golden image in it, which is 666, mark of a beast. You'll be serving idols, you'll be stuck in the natural dimension, or you'll be in the river and you'll be in the glory dimension. Those are the only two trees in the garden. And there's multitudes in the valley of decision. They're all going to get burnt up and everyone will have to choose this day whom they serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we'll drink Yeshua's promised land grapes and get more undignified than this. And the prophetic, booming, thunderous voice, the sons of thunder, the powerful voice of the river will get stronger, louder, with demonstrations of angel power, obeying every word before Jesus returns. Amen. We are going to completely drown this planet. God is building up people to conquer all seven mountains right now. Mount Zion has been rising as chief of all the mountains in the last days for 2,000 years. How many last days are there? Three. 
Isaiah chapter 2. The mountain of the Lord will rise as chief of all the mountains. What are all the mountains? The seven mountains of Revelation. The seven mountains of the book of Enoch. The seven mountains of the natural realm of everything the human brain can do disconnected from the Holy Spirit. It's man's building. It's Masonic building. It's the building of nations, governments, empires, kingdoms of this world. It's the kingdoms of this world. Satan brought Jesus Christ up into a high mountain and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world. That's the seven mountains. It's the natural dimension of all wealth, all power, all education, everything, business, everything that's in the world. Seven mountains. The mountain of the Lord rises as chief. And listen, there are mountain men and mountain women here that are so anointed to conquer these mountains. And it's different than what you think. It's different than what you'll actually be glorifying everyone in the train of your garments as you rise in the mountains of society, you'll actually be assimilating these mountains into Mount Zion. Mount Zion started like a pebble. What is that? Daniel chapter 4? Started like a pebble and grew to be the largest mountain. The pebble is Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah. God sowed a seed into the earth. One man, Jesus, the Son of God, maker of heaven and earth, the Word of God. He sowed the Word, died on the, the Word died on the cross, and then everyone received the Word in the upper room, and that seed multiplied and it became the largest mountain. That's Mount Zion. It's the mountain of the burning anointing oil. It's one mountain. Everyone on this mountain is in total perfect unity all the time. This mountain rises as chief. It consumes the seven mountains, and it rises up into the second heavens, and it consumes the whore of Babylon, the witch Jezebel, all the principalities of this world, and we live happily ever after. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.